What if I told you that I could change your life forever? We need to be able to defend ourselves. You have his blood. Must be the key to finding his pages. You can't win this game. They're setting up for you to play. You gonna help us or not? For us, it's a rap race to the finish. And it's winner takes all. Hello, welcome to Lovecraft Country Companion, Redux Edition. I'm your host, Ambrose, and I have a very special guest co-host joining me once again, Corey Paul from the Literacy Kings podcast. What's up, what's up, baby? This week, we'll be breaking down the fourth episode, A History of Violence. So, directed uh, this week's episode, directed by Victoria Mahoney. Some of her directing credits include Power, The Red Line, Claws, Grey's Anatomy, and Queen Sugar. As the scene opens, we find Montrose alone in his apartment drinking, trying to numb his pain and wrestling with his past. At the fits of emotional hysteria, he composes himself long enough to read a passage from the bylaws and precepts of the Order of the Ancient Dawn book, his brother George gave him before dying. And it reads, Adam named, Eve fucked. God brought forth monsters. Monsters devoured. God smites Eve. After reading this excerpt aloud, he sets the book ablaze and punctuates the scene by saying, smells like Tulsa. Clearly referencing the Tulsa Race Massacre, which took place on May 31st and June 1st in 1921, when mobs of white residents, many of them deputized and given weapons by city officials, attacked black residents and businesses of the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This affluent black district, a.k.a. Black Wall Street. So... Why do you think Montrose made a reference to uh, Smells Like Tulsa? What do you think that means, Corey? Where are we going with this? Yeah, man. So we we already see um, we already see in uh, in um, the first three episodes that they are heavy, very, very heavy and intentional with historical black references. Um, and so uh, then this episode being a history of violence, um, you know, a history of violence uh, being titled that, um, you know, it goes hand in hand. And so I don't even want to, if we had time at the end, I want to uh, chop it up uh, about about Tulsa and, and, and Black Black Wall Street and that whole, you know, that whole move or whatever. Um, but we know how almost mythical, you know, that Black Wall Street has became today um, and how it it, it uh, went up in flames. And so that 
understanding coinciding with just that simple line of him burning this extremely mm-hmm. extremely important book um i feel like it's not just by you know um by chance you know mm-hmm. so i think that okay. it tie together okay we're gonna get into that then later on in the episode um also just an interesting bit of a connection to um last year's Watchmen, uh also on hbo um yeah um, did you did you happen to catch the Watchmen? Yeah, so I um I saw the the, the first um few episodes, but I didn't watch it um I didn't watch it all the way through. Uh but okay. I did love that they had um Black Wall Street uh trending because uh the depth, unfortunately, like the depth of Black Wall Street is not um uh popularized you know it's just the kind of topical view of it so i love that they got the conversation started uh on that first episode of the watch me mm-hmm. so next we see the opening title graphic as you know it, it leaves clues for what the episode is going to be about uh, this week it depicts a skull and the symbol on tick's ring uh so i couldn't immediately decipher what that was from jump but it'll it'll make uh, more sense by the time we get to the end mm-hmm. of this uh, this week's podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we cut to Christina aggressively navigating her silver Bentley through traffic en route to Letty's house, and we have Rihanna's "Bitch Better Have My Money" banging from the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Upon arrival, Christina is magically blocked from entering, courtesy of the medium's remaining markings from that ghost expulsion ritual. Featured in, in uh, the previous week's Holy Ghost episode. Mm-hmm. Christina asks how she managed to evict Hiram's ghost. And Letty's smile turns into a frown. Now realizing that Christina was the one behind her getting the house in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christina also asks her about a missing Ori. But Letty won't entertain her any longer and demands she gets out of her house. Um, specifically, she says, get the fuck out of her house. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, any thoughts? I mean, first of all, <laughs> the music selection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, better have my money, Rihanna. Christina seems very apropos. Um, and I, I, I believe that um, the marking that the priestess yeah. put on the doorway um, that w- that would would. Is what kept her out of the house. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what kept her out of the um, out of the house, which um, is interesting because it was also used for the uh, the spirits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was used for the 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 the, the, say, the spirits that were possessed. You know, but I guess whatever she got in her fall in that category, you know, so yeah, so it worked on her too. I thought that was that was funny. Like, well, whatever yeah. you fall in that kind of music too. You saw her, she kind of smiled and laughed a little bit, like, oh, right. I know a little, little bit about magic. Like she was almost like uh impressed. I guess she had underestimated them so that she was surprised. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So next. We cut to uh, Hippolyta in, in their travel office, and she's on the phone talking astronomy with her dad. Uh, we see the missing Ori sitting on the desk in the background. Mm-hmm. For those who need a reminder, the Ori is that little golden contraption with the planets and the gears and, and whatnot. 
That's the uh, the Ori. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see the, the missing Ori sitting on the desk, and the in the um, and it's it's actually looks kind of substantial. It looks pretty big and heavy, which I was kind of taken aback because I'm thinking like to myself, um, you know, damn, that's a big ass Ori. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what. How big or supposed to normally be, but how did she manage to abscond with this this huge contraption? I noticed and without help, right? right I, mean, I know right. she's a strong black woman for real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but right. um, anyway, so details of mom that she and, and Bobo are leaving to go read comics at his house, and Hippolyta replies to, to Bobo, "Tell your mama to call me." So really surprised to get another. Emmett Till appearance, and, and now that for me that confirms that you know his story is going to play more substantially uh, in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more than just a little throwaway, a uh, goosebump inducing chill from last week. I mean, you know, he's popping up again, right? And so, yeah, his tragic demise is, is definitely going to have some unforeseen impact on on our, on our characters and our and our story. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they're not doing they're not doing it for for nothing. You know, we, we know that about them. They never do. Yeah. <laughs> they know every little detail. It means something. Yeah. So next we cut to the Southside Colored Library. Um, and Letty storms into the Southside Colored Library, ready to confront Tick about all of Christina's revelations. Um, we have Jay Josephine's Get Em soundtrack bouncing with her every step. And so once Letty and Tick engage in, in, in confrontation, confrontation well conversation mm-hmm. um, they begin comparing notes and they piece together some clues about what could possibly be going on but they realize they're going to need Montrose's help mm-hmm. to, uh, and you know even, you know, Atticus is opposed to needing Montrose for anything but you know they, they clearly need him on, on, on this to make any headway right so our new trio assemble they head over to Denmark Vesey's bar to figure out what to do next. Um, after initially resisting Montrose relents and decides to help him out. And the culmination of that is they're going to head to Boston in search of Titus's vault. Mm-hmm. So any thoughts on, on this little scene? Man, I, I don't. So. I feel like, you know, like when Montrose first burned the book in the beginning, you know, when he did that, I'm just like, what What are you doing? You know, like, why are you, like, either you really, really know something that we don't know, or you're trying to control a situation that you don't have any control over. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because he he wants it to just, it's almost like he just wanted to go away. And if y'all don't want it to go away, then I humor y'all. So, you you know y'all don't die or something along the way. But I don't know, man. Montrose, he he's starting to frustrate me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't I don't understand uh, why he feels like they have a choice. I don't feel like they have a choice. Like, Christina is clear. It's clear, bro, that she not finna just go away. So, yeah. So when they was gearing up, you know what I'm saying, to head on the trip, I'm just like, Come on, Montrose, bro. Like, please pull up. You know what I'm saying? Like, show up when 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 they need you to. Cause he's 
So, cause even when they, when they were in the library, remember Tick saw that his daddy, that Montrose had checked out all of the books mm-hmm. that he was looking at, you know? Right. So it's just like, but he don't say nothing, you know? So yeah, that, that I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. Either he know a lot more than I don't, or he just trying to control something that he really can't. Well, you know, Montrose likes to, he's already, you know, shown us that he's a, he can be an enemy to the truth, right? Man, I mean, he, 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 he was he was he was very adamant about not divulging Uncle George's true fate to Hippolyta. Right. And you know, like going back to the opening sequence, um, I mean, he he he's a haunted man, right? He has his yeah. haunted, and, and I don't mean in the, in the you know boo ghost variety, but mm-hmm. just like you know some type of trauma, mm-hmm. emotional, and it just you know the drinking and. You know, smells like Tulsa. That reference, it's mm-hmm. like that was very specific. And you burning something while you seeing this, like this is, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, you're right. Because even in the opening scene, it's like he was cracking up. You know, like when he was yeah. on the couch, like he was going through something. some kind of fit. Yeah, yeah, he was going through something. Um, and and he doesn't he doesn't talk about you know what's in his head or what he's going through or nothing like that. So you don't have a, a understanding. And if the if the smells like Tulsa reference, which Montrose is old enough to have been there, you know, if that reference um, was from the like if he's a was actually there, then man, who knows the depth, you know, the things he's seen. So I don't want to be insensitive to him. You know what I'm right. saying? But at the same time. It's like, man, we we in this together. They kidnapped you, you know. Um, they after me, um, you know. They 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 pop Letty. They kill Uncle George. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not you, not anybody yourself. It's us. We are in this together. So you know, you gotta we gotta make some decisions together. You know. Man, yeah, that's a fact. That's that's true. Yeah, man. Um, maybe he'll eventually come around. We'll see. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> so, so next, they uh, the scene cuts to Christina awkwardly playing hide and seek with some kids, which yeah. is kind of maybe some kind of creepy vibes. I mean, I you know, I don't know. That was just, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, she's picked up by some beat cops and delivered to a mysterious lodge, mm-hmm. and the lodge door is open to reveal Captain Lancaster. Mm-hmm. We learn is more than just a dirty racist cop, but he's also affiliated with the same secret society as her father. Mm-hmm. Um, we also learn the missing Ori has the power to unlock some sort of time traveling machine. Yeah. So next, um, I don't know. Did you have any anything for that? No, no, no. That was good. Um, we the um, Ruby. Ruby um is in a department store. Um, that little part about her being in department store. Ruby went to the department store because she wants to work, you know, in one of the big department stores. And she goes mm-hmm. in there, and it's already um they already hired a black a black um woman. My girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they already hired one. So clearly, if it's they hired one, it's not going to be two there. Um, and so she kind of just has this conversation with her and the convers and the the black woman who who they hired. She was saying that, uh, oh, I just kind of got this job on a whim, you know, like right. eh, you know, I just stopped by, I feel that they picked me, you know. Eh. It's not, it wasn't a big deal to her, and it's Ruby's dream, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so that that interaction was meaningful. Um, was was meaningful, and and again, the 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 black woman that was. 
it was higher it was a more prim you know um you know um she was a more uh her demeanor was more of a, a um I don't want to say presentable in the sense that Ruby's not, but like maybe a cookie cutter version of what, you know what I mean? Like what they would want, a traditional, yeah, a traditional mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of what they would want. Um, so let's cut to the next day with uh, Letty Tick and Montrose about to depart for Boston mm. in search of Titus's vault. Unexpectedly, Hippolyta and D join them on this field trip to visit Boston, the Boston Museum for their own reasons. And the ever annoying tree decides to bum a ride as well. <laughs> Man, I mean, um, what is he doing? Like, why is why is he here? <laughs> like, you I know mean, what? He, that's, he's that guy, like, oh, like every time you see him, you just kind of roll your eyes. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Yeah, he's a new, he got a ride. And um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> it wouldn't have been, well, I guess. Hippolyta answer for them because I'm sure ain't nobody else wanted him to tag along. Right, uh, right. So. But anyway, so they depart for Boston. And we're at the Boston Museum now. And finally, after arriving at the uh, to the museum, our group splits up. Uh, Dee and Hippolyta uh, end up bonding over some astronomy facts in the uh, planetarium. Uh, meanwhile, a uh, tree shoots his shot with Letty, uh, <laughs> but he's promptly, he's promptly clowned by her for lying on his dick. Basically he claimed previously to have had uh falsely claimed to have had already slept with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she, she lets him know that, that she knows that he lied on his dick. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and later, and and so it, you know, he puts two and two together and figures out that um, Tick must have said something. So, possibly in retaliation, Tree stings Atticus with the implication that his dad Montrose might be gay, mm-hmm. given how close he's become with Sammy. Uh, the you know the bar owner uh, since Tick's been gone, and, and if you recall the bar scene in the first episode of the show when Tick caught Sammy out back uh, getting fellatio from a young man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like what they say, hurt people, hurt people. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh uh, man, man, tree, man. Yeah, in uh... his character, just from the beginning, you know, like that was already his character from the beginning. It's just this kind of. Random, you know, uh, random hate, you know, like low key and then, you know, trying to level up on it. Just low key, high key, trying to holler. Girl, man, how how many people out there, man? I don't know, Corey. Yeah, man. You know, everybody, you know, you know, cats like this, man. You know what I'm saying? You had somebody in your circle or that was around. Maybe he's coming up, man. It's always, it's always a tree around. Exactly. Always. And that's why I probably don't, that's probably why I don't like him. Because I know, I'm like, yeah. bro, I know off you. Top. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Off, I know, I know off who top, you are. Off top, I was just like, nah. The <laughs> yeah. very first thing, remember the very first thing we introduced him? Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a uh, you know. The character didn't get much to do. But just from the, the very... 
point of introduction where he kind of smirking when he, when he, he sees Tick, mm-hmm. kind of like he got one over on him. He's like one of them kind of cats. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But anyway, so elsewhere, um, it's nighttime, and we see Christina arriving uh, at a private residence. Um, she pulls up, and there are two cops watching stealthily from across the street. So immediately after Christine enters the home, William exits, mm-hmm. crosses the street, confronts the cops that was surveilling Christina, and boy, he put them paws on them. Mm-hmm. He beat them down handily mm-hmm. and warned them that she doesn't like being spied on. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things. Now, clearly they work for the dirty captain, Captain mm-hmm. Lancaster. And that's all well and good, but I'm beginning to wonder something, Corey. Now, now, you know, tell me what you think. Are Christina and William the same person? Yeah. There's something about the way they shot that. We never see them together. And there's something about the way she went in. He immediately came out and just that sort of something about the eyes, the way they be looking. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, bro, you know, you know what? After that scene, I was like, you know what? William, he's the only one that don't really have a story. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was my thought. Like he came in, he came out and, and when it happened, I was like, wait, huh? You know what I mean? And then he beat him up. Oh, she don't like being followed. So then it, it had me thinking like, is he like a projection of her? Is he, um, like, is he, can she like double into him? Is she him? Is, is he a, you know, it just got that going because they he doesn't have a storyline. Like, what's William's goal? You know, like what's right. his what's his um what's his background? What's everybody else has, even big or small, they have a role that they're playing, but William is always tied so closely to to uh Christina. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just like, yeah, man, I, I feel like something is going on with them. Some kind of connection that's that's more than like whatever she said. Like, I don't know, he came to learn as a family friend or something like that, you know. In the yeah, it was very vague, nebulous mm-hmm. explanation. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I mean, just to just to, be, to speak plainly, I've had, you know, little lingering suspicions here and there. But for me, this episode was the one where I was like, okay, I felt like Christina and William were the same person. Yeah, uh, yeah. Completely you know, understandable. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll see, but this was definitely one that's kind of solidified it for me. It's right. like, okay. We yeah. always they always be in proximity to one another, but never on the screen at the same time. It's just like boom, mm-hmm. then boom, then mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. But th- this was the one where it really kind of like the light bulb was like, okay, boom. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So anyway, um, back in Boston, um, the museum, it's nighttime and our heroes have just snuck in. So now the story goes in the full Raiders of the Lost Ark, Tomb Raider, Night at the Museum mode. Um, They have to overcome a series of puzzles, traps, traversal hazards, and other pulp adventure uh, tropes to finally discover the true treasure within Titus's vault. The missing pages from the Book of Names, and Yahima, the two-spirit um, indigenous American that Titus had previously exploited and held captive, to force translation of the sacred text. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot. lot 
Yeah, it was a lot going on. Yeah, it was a lot in, this, in, in, in these scenes and in, in this reference and a lot of you know, you know, movie references, um, which I had already kind of named. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, man, I I like I like how um, it had that Indiana Jones, you know, uh, vibe to it. Um, because if we think about the the macro of what the writers are, are doing, you know, they are injecting um, us. They're injecting black people into stories and past um, past bodies of work that we were not included in. You know All what right. I mean? So, so now we're seeing us in those, you know, in in those settings and in those situations. So um I like I like when they do it. You know, I I like when they do it. Um you know, it it, it makes sense to me. And um and then you know to get, you know, they, they then at some point, you know, they had to get through this this door and it had to be um well, you know what? I don't want to say that poor yet cuz I don't know if that was right there, but um but anyway, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They get through the door. That's what Tick has to put his arm through the door, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, so then it showcases had to remove that 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 um that arm. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it has it showcases like his bloodline. You know, it has mm-hmm. to be only you know the bloodline. Um, you know, you know gets through. Um, and then man, then the whole meeting with how you pronounce the name again. Uh oh uh the um we say her but technically oh are you right you, you know, right <laughs> it's um, it's uh, she's too serious Yahima 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 yeah Yahima yeah you right cuz Yahima is two spirits right both male and female now the question is how how is that which we don't know but was she already two spirits, or was this did did uh Titus was was he experimenting on her, or is this is she from another land where having two spirits is uh you know I don't know because we you know because we got the you know the, I'm thinking about Hippolyta with the um with the um. Solar systems and two suns and all that kind of stuff. Or or, Mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of came up. So yeah, so that was a question is like, you know, where, you know, what what exactly happened um to where she's this way, or is that just how she, you know, was born? Um and then I love the line um where basically it talks about how Titus had to teach the savages. Her people were the savages, you know, and he had to teach them. That's always the narrative, right? Right. Right. We'll never let a white man Mm -hmm. who wants to teach the savages Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, simultaneously exploiting them for their resources. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So she was explaining that, explaining how, you know, um, I won't get too far ahead, but in, in, in them meeting her, um, that's what she was explaining how t- Titus came and they was like oh you know it's cool and then they realized you know what his evil goal was and once refusing to help him achieve that goal um, then that's what he 
you know, Titus put a, a curse on her and all of her people. Right. So, yeah. And again, you know, I think the, the general messaging or the recurrent theme is, you know, exploitation and oppression, right? Yep. You know, you take a group and other and, you know, so previous examples along racial lines would be like, you know, suppression of, of, of the oppression of black folk. But now we have an, another an indigenous group, you know, which would be considered other. I mean, you know, again, other being anything other than, you know, white. Mm-hmm. Any person or, of color. Right. Any person of color mm-hmm. or um, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity. Right. I mean, because now they've taken it to another level where you have a a being that um, does not, is not, is, I guess, I don't know if this would be considered non-binary or I don't know, but they they, will, they emphasize the two spirits. So mm-hmm. you have both a male and a female. And I guess for them to depict it, you know, physically, you know, you would have both um, physical attributes of, of representing both man and woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't pretend to know what's, you know, I mean, again, this show just stacks and threads and builds and adds so much. I know it'll have some greater meaning as as the series progresses, but at this point, it was just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. it's a lot, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Matter of fact, the details in this show, man. So, did you peek? Okay, the same door that Atticus had to stick his arm in. There was already a detached arm in the door. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Arms that is? No. Did you catch that? No, bro. So, if you recall. In the Holy Ghost episode, um, Hiram, the spirit um, that was haunting Letty in the the house, he had one arm. He had an arm missing. Uh, Remember, even the uh, ghost had an arm missing. So I just connected the dots. So that has to, that that was, I'm guessing that was Hiram's arm. Because like, wow, they had a whole arm because that's, that's like, because the ghost, remember, he only had like one arm. And I didn't, you know, I just like, okay. That's At the time, good. I didn't much of it. But. Bro, and you know what? That's going to make a whole lot of sense in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, going to make a whole lot of sense. That's good. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And so, where are we now? Okay, so let's jump back to, I guess, another scene where elsewhere, um, we're at the we're at the bar with mm-hmm, Ruby. Mm-hmm. Ruby. Um, I believe this is is this the same bar of Denmark Vesey? Yeah, this is Denmark Vesey, right? I think, yeah, I think so. It is. Yeah, it's family so. was born, but yeah. So after drowning her disappointment about not getting a job at Marshall Fields in booze and blues, uh, Ruby is seduced by William. Mm-hmm. Or is it Christina in disguise? Mm-hmm. Which makes their eventual sex scene all the more intriguing, you know, when you think about the possibility of, okay, well, what if William is actually Christina? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, what, I don't know. Any thoughts? Yeah, man, that, that um, you know, plotting and scheming, you know what I'm saying? Like, like plotting and scheming. Uh, and... Um, I don't like it, man. You know, like I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it when Christina did it, and now I like I don't I dislike it even more that William is doing it because he's he's the symbolic of a white male. Um, mm-hmm. 
I know trying to take advantage of a, um, a black person, in this case, a black female, and they have it at a time where she's down. You know what I'm saying? Predatory behavior. Predatory yeah, behavior. Yeah. They have it at a, at a time where, you know, she's down. So, yeah, I, that scene, that's, I, don't, I ain't like, I mean, they did a good job because it evoked emotion. You know what I mean? But um, they, they made it very classic. And she was saying the same things in there, you know, hey, you ain't the first white man that promised me the world and this, that, and the third. You just want to lay with, you know, uh, you know, a black chick and stuff. And, you know, he just kicking game like, oh, I just want you to have whatever you want and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but you can tell, like, she's entertaining it. And, mm-hmm. and which which lets you know, it just, you know, man or woman, just being in the mix, you know, if either one of y'all sitting there entertaining it that long, they got a chance. You know what I'm saying? Because she could have finished her drink and walked away. So we right. know that this is just the beginning. Um, cut to Hippolyta and D. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're alone driving Woody, you know, that's their mm-hmm. wagon, back to Chicago. After Letty, Tick, and Montrose inexplicably, inexplicably were able to return home without them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hippolyta changes course and heads to De- Devon County looking for answers about what happened, what really happened to her husband, George. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't immediately clear to me on first watch. But so I guess the elevator and all that, that was really somehow through some portal or something connected to Letty's house back in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, did you, did you, did you connect that? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. how they estimated back? Cause I, at first I was like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, as they're, as they're trying to make it back, um, remember the bodies, right. The, the bodies from the two, the, the white neighbors that had that, that the spirit they had previously. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and um, they were, but yeah. did they explain how it worked in terms of, um, Geographically, like I know we as the audience um got that, but how did they did they have a conversation like where they were there, you know, like oh it's connected to how important like I didn't get yeah. that from them. So that so it was interesting. They did have a conversation. Remember, it was like three, it was like three different ways um to to go. Um when they were down there, you know, it was like three different options, and they were having that conversation Come on with the water and all that when yeah. the water was going on. Okay, hold on, hold on. Now you cheated. You must have had on closed captioning. And then that's maybe that's something I should do. <laughs> uh, because the audio mix or something, like I could not understand. Like a lot of the stuff I couldn't hear, I would have to like rewind it a few times. You didn't, you didn't have any any auditory uh, yeah, issues? Yeah. A lot of stuff I found myself having to rewind to catch what they were saying. I couldn't understand or comprehend. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So I was ba- So what I was basing it off of was the conversation this is this is me basing it off the conversation before they got in the water. So remember when they were when they were down in the tunnel, they were trying to figure out which way to go, and they were uh, debating because they were like um, uh, they were quoting things and saying this leads that way, and then they were like, okay, let's go this way, and then Montrose was like, no. Uh, such and such leads this way, so we should go that way. You know, so like they had a a, a conversation about which. Uh, but how would they go that next to their house in Chicago? Like they're in Boston. 
Right. Where, where was the conversation about like we're gonna magically transport right. <laughs> from, from Boston to Chicago? That's what I needed. I, that, right. That, so that never happened. And and, and yeah, that's why I was yeah. confused. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, hold on. What's what, what are we doing? That never <laughs> happened. So I think two. I, so two things to that. I think one. The only thing we could take from the conversation is them further trying to decode a, a, a answer. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't so much, they didn't say nothing by direction. It was more so kind of how they opened the door. Remember the way they were able to open um, when they were, so they, so they were on a bridge. They were trying to get from one side to the other and they were on this like little skinny bridge and then the bridge started to um, disintegrate. And right. in order to open the door, they had to punch in a certain code right. and right. they had to punch in the code from the book that uh, Montrose burned. Um, right. that, that gave them the code. So when they made the decision on which way to go, it was based off of that kind of vibe. Like, I understand. You know what I I'm saying? I but it would have nothing to do with geographic direction. And I, yeah. I guess I just need more acknowledgement. Like, man, nah. we just magic. We spent all this time and gas money driving across the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the elevator and magically the magic elevator. That, no, just, I think that's what it is. I think that I think because they never explained it, so I think it was just like ah, that's really? magic. So if they don't fully get it, I didn't get it as artist member. I know for damn sure help a lighter wouldn't have got there. Right. How in the hell we all drive to uh, Boston? Right. But now when I next time I talk to you all back in Chicago, right? And when what world? Right, nah. right, uh, exactly. They, they, <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. What kind of cheat code? You know, I don't know if some got edited out, and you know, or the writers just like, eh, you know. Yeah, but, but they uh, did not. Yeah, no, they never I talked about geographic. Like that was gonna be a conversation. Like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I just want, and then y'all just magic get back. To, like, what's going on? Exactly. But, you know, exactly. Maybe, maybe they were, you know, trying to use that um, odd circumstance as an impetus. To motivate her to like, okay, mm-hmm. something's going on here. Let me go. Let me go to find out what happened to my husband because things are, are crazy. Exactly. So. Another note: um, during the scene, like it was a scene when they got on the, um, you know, they once once um, Montrose, you know, ripped the, um, you know, he got the what did he get from from um, forget what it's called. Um, the scroll. He got the scroll out of the um, the the cave or the tomb or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and and then everything started to collapse. You know, it started mm-hmm. to collapse and water started filling or whatever. When they were in the elevator, um, uh, Yahima, uh, mm-hmm. she started to scream like screech. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and Tick actually, Ow. yeah, Tick, had, Tick knocked her out. <laughs> like, and I only, only can gauge that it must have been like a deafening uh, screech or whatever. Um, and she, yeah, and um, and so it's understood that that happened. She because Titus put some type of curse where. If ever she escaped the vault, she wouldn't be able to communicate to anyone. So mm-hmm. she she no longer uh, has you know a voice to communicate with. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a a, a a cool little part right there. Not her getting knocked out, but seeing like okay, well, what's gonna happen now? Because she's supposed to be the plug. I mean, he punched her like yeah. That's why oh, I say it had to be a definite. I keep saying her. I don't want to miss you. You right, you right, you right. 
it, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, they keep punching uh, Yahima. I mean, he punched Yahima. Yeah, right. say Yahima. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so we cut back to um, Letty's um, house, right, that they just magically transported to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and Montrose and Tick, they share a, a very rare, tender moment. Um, you know, after praising Tick's bravery and affectionately proclaim, proclaiming how proud his mom would be, um, things take a turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macho sneaks off and slits Yahima's throat, bro, apologizing as the twin spirit dies, bro. I'm like, damn, I, just when we start to like, okay, Macho's is coming, you know, bro, he's, 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 he's making a turn and he kills, bro. That's what I'm talking about, man. Like, we gotta keep our eye on. We already got at least Christina's the enemy we know. Now we got a side eye Montrose all the time, too. Man, dog. That's what I'm talking. That's what I was talking about in the beginning, man. When, you know, he just doing his own thing for his own his own reasons like it's not all of them in it like this is we got to make collective decisions bro you know like she would be able to you know because tick was like man we could teach her english or something like that you know um but she couldn't speak and why did he slash she couldn't speak anyway why did he have to slit her throat i guess i guess he didn't want her to learn to speak like i guess he didn't want to he wanted to eliminate any chance, you know what I'm saying, of her being able to speak in and help them uh, decode the book of names. What is and what is his explanation going to be when they find out or when they bro, get, you know what I mean? Like, bro. Like, it's crazy. But anyway, yeah. the credits roll uh, just to, you know, so that's, that's the end of the episode. But anyway, um, you were saying, yeah, yeah, Montrose, I don't know. Yeah, man. man. So see what I'm saying? When I go to the beginning, I'm just like, he's so, he's so, um, He's his his thinking is self-centered. You know what I'm saying? Like he says it's for tick, you know, it's for their protection. Um, but it's really based off of his own personal beliefs. You know, it's not based off of what they think or feel or or, or desire. It's based off of his his personal belief that he should or shouldn't. There's a lot of potential uh, emotional layers to unpack, mm-hmm. right? With the revelation or the insinuation, I guess, that Montrose is gay, mm-hmm. you know, and we're thinking about the time and the era that we're in, you know, it's, it's 1950s when this, when this occurs, but he grew up even earlier than that. And given the, the prevailing attitudes about, um, you know, others, people of other sexual orientations, particularly back then, mm-hmm. um, they're starting to sort of sketch in, you know, some some possibilities uh, that that might have contributed to to Montrose uh, being the way he the way he is. Yeah. Uh, so well, first, just let me acknowledge some of the uh, the references um, for, for for this episode. I mean, we already touched on it was a strong Indiana Jones vibe, um, a touch of the Goonies, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dash the Tomb Raider. And actually, you know what? I didn't think about it initially when I first mentioned this, but a uh, National Treasure, mm-hmm. right? The whole museum and the adventure mm-hmm. thing. 
Definitely. And there's also a, a connection to Journey to the Center of the Earth. That yeah. whole sequence with the kind of underground. Um, yeah, that's the book the little boy was reading at the library. Yeah, that's the book the little boy was reading at the library. Mm-hmm. Like, shh. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some musical references we already touched on. Uh, Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money. Uh, during the Christina driving scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Josephine's Get Em library scene. Money by an artist, forgive me if I'm not saying this correctly, an artist by the name of, I think it's LaKelly, LaKelly 47. Mm. And that was playing when Ruby was at the Marshall Fields. Mm. And also another Marilyn Manson uh, <laughs> rendition. This time uh, I put a spell on you. Mm. Um during the Ruby William sex scene. Um, and so for, as far as lingering thoughts, what do you think you know, about, about Macho's, you know, is he, is he gay? Um, why did he murder Yahima? Um, he seems to be heavy with fear. I'm questioning like, what, what is the source of his, his violent outbursts? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, ev- you know, when you really break it down, evidence is beginning to mount in regards to, to Montrose being um, gay or, or queer. Mm-hmm. In the premiere episode, George tells Tick that Montrose got the worst of their father's beatings, mm-hmm. right? So in the second episode, George remembers Montrose greeting the league baseball player, the Negro League baseball players, when they leave for the season. And Montrose recounts the beatings he got for that. Like, mm-hmm. why would his father beat him down, you know, for baseball? You know, mm-hmm. kid, young, baseball. But maybe both implying that part of the abuse was their father's response to Montrose perceived, like, softness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he thought he was a little, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I might be jumping to some conclusions, but nah, I mean, the man, there. I think. And in this episode, like what Tree said to 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 Tick about Macho's getting close with Sammy, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we know we know clearly Sammy is gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was being intimate with another man, uh, but then again, Tree is also an unreliable source. Given he's prone <laughs> to lie, I mean, he already lied. Yeah, on his about, about having slept with Letty. So there's that. Yeah, but, um, yeah. What do you think? The whole. Macho, yeah. hey, could that could that have possibly triggered him some kind of way as far as his violence? Right, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, bro. That's real good. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking <coughs> that Montrose is gay. Um, I'm thinking that he is, and it's clear that whatever hunts him from his past was severe. You know, um, even George, you know, even the way George would would take up for him, you know, and, and Tick Tick mentioned, you know, about how he would in essence take up for him or, you know, um try to smooth over smooth over his the way he handled things. And the reason why I say I think that that they are gonna go that way with him being gay is because um that would um that would cause a lot of issues for him growing up back then you know right. because this is 55 you know Montrose easily is in his 40s or 50s so you know he's growing up in the 20s and 30s you know 
um and and he's gay like that 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 is uh, gonna be a lot of problems for him you know so if he didn't have enough problems being you know being black black yeah you black <laughs> you yeah but you black gay with a, a father that beats you you know like so he definitely has something you know has something um you know deep you know deep rooted with that and I, I think that they are gonna head that way um. Him, I feel like him killing Yahima was really is it was really punctuating his his false hope for this to go away. You know, mm-hmm. like he's literally trying to kill it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that was a real punctuation of him just trying to sever as many ties uh, as possible with Atticus. Pro, you know, progressing in his quest for um, the book of names. Um, well, he's, he's definitely trying to undermine them. He's definitely trying to. He's trying to stay ahead of them and undermine them and do whatever um, that he can, you know. And so, um, yeah, so I, I think that that was, that was what it was about with him um, killing Yahima. And I feel like, I feel like where they're where they're going, where they're headed with this, because they're still getting pieces. You know, pieces of the puzzle are still coming together, um, and so I think that this is the time that they're probably gonna start opening up more. You know, because um, Hippolyta has, um, you know, the solar system. They just got some of the the uh, the scribes, uh, the scrolls, or whatever. Um, some of the pages and then um you know um they got information from y- y- uh, Yahima like it's coming together you know so i think that is you know probably we'll see in the next couple of episodes um some pretty defining moments but that's just my that's just my guess really quick while we um touching on Hippolyta and did you know the um her name literally translates to Queen of the Amazons in uh, Greek mythology. No, I didn't know that. I did not know so, that. And her daughter's D, you know, that's a nickname, but her, her real name is Diana. So I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not a hardcore comic guy or anything, but I know Wonder Woman, you know, the Amazonian connection. Oh. And her name is Diana, right? Oh, I did not put that together, bro. I did not put that together. I didn't put that together. But remember I was saying in last episode, uh, I believe it was last episode, I was saying like they got something for Hippolyta. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they have to like, with a name like, like that. Mm-hmm, and then when I, mm-hmm. when I Googled, you know, the name, it's like Queen of the Amazon. I was like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. obviously her story arc is going is yet to come, but it's going to be, you know. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, from the from some of the clips, like in one of the original trailers, they showed her in some type of Maybe Amazonian, a warrior type garb. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know, we know that's going to play out at some point. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, but I think I guess they're setting that up uh, with her and D right off on the adventure. So right, yeah, right. That, that that should be really an exciting um, detour because you know Hippolyta hasn't really gotten her due thus far. Right, 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 right. Yeah, not at all. I feel like they've been doing a, a, a slow build up with her. Um, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely coming. Um, as far yeah. as, as Ruby uh, finding solace and refuge, using 
uh, over at Denmark Vesey's, um, what is the motivation for William's seduction? Like, how does this fit with Christina's plans, you think? What role is... Yeah, I think that she's trying to get close. That's what I think. So she's just trying to, you know, just just the entire family just kind of like, okay. Yeah, that's what I think, man. I think that they're just trying to get in. They're trying to get in closer, you know, and clearly, um, you know, Atticus and Liddy know what's up, you know, and so... I I think that it that is not about love. It's not about you know attraction. He specifically um, sought her out. Specifically sought her out um, in order to try to get close um, to the family, to the bloodline. I think that's exactly what that's about. Um, I don't know if it will develop or what it will develop into. If it does, um, but I think that's Christina's goal with having William be with Ruby and I think honestly I think that Ruby's foundation was rocked with her not uh, getting that job at Marshall Fields and I feel like uh, William represents the complete opposite of you know what she's been doing you know what I'm saying I think she just doing something different I really can't see past that because they didn't give us nothing else. You know what I'm saying? I think she's just like, man, forget it. I'm finna just like, do what know, I like, feel. Like, like Halle Berry in uh, Monster Ball. She just want to feel yeah, good. She just, hey, for, good. But seriously, bro. For real. I really think that's the only thing that makes yeah. sense to me. You know what I'm saying? She like, because, you know, she didn't stay down. She stayed there with her mama. She been working. She been going to, just to uh, school at night. She been sacrificed. You know what I mean? She doing yeah, everything. Ruby needs a win. Ruby you know needs some Ruby time. You know what I'm saying? So Ruby finna just do her. I seem like that's what they represented. Hey, Ruby, you know, I'm not mad at you. you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, Lastly, like on Yahima, the, the two-spirit indigenous American entity. Um, I'm wondering, is like, is Yahima a proxy for the trans or gender non-conforming communities? Like, mm-hmm. what should we glean from Yahima's violent murder? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. does it function as an allegory or serve as the plot of the uh, the general story in a more meaningful way mm-hmm. uh, that hasn't been fully revealed yet? Because um, it was just like wow, mm-hmm. it's just the notion of the you know the twin spirit. This is sort of individual presentation of it, and then immediately you know what I'm saying that before the episode is even done, murder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, voice being silenced. Like you know, again, I mean, you know, the show talks about um, you know, the oppression is a recurring theme, and you know, it's not just along racial lines. I mean, it's, it's you know. You know, we have potentially, you know, Montrose. Um, and I imagine the difficulty of, of already being black, right? Particularly during that time period. Now imagine someone who, you know, was gay or non, you know, mm-hmm. non-traditional um, orientation back then what that would have been like, it's like you're already like, it's, it's it's already health, you know, just being a person of color. But then you take that and now you even isolated or uh, even more so mm-hmm. because even, you can't even really gain general support from your community, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and, and again, maybe that fed into the um, Montrose circumstance. Uh, yeah. His, 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 you know, he was abuse. We know he was abusive and was abused. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, a, just a trauma. I don't know. I don't know. It's just making some, some, some of the uh, revelations that are coming forth. I, I didn't necessarily anticipate. I, I you know, I knew it was going to be uh, a, a study of the, the racial dynamics in a sort of fictionalized uh, version with, you know, doses of history thread throughout, but. It, this show seems to be more ambitious about highlighting certain um, things that I didn't necessarily anticipate. Right, right, right. And I think that, I think that, um, like most things, if not all things, time plays uh, such a big part. And so, uh, especially with, uh, media, you know, with film right. and, you know, other visuals and um, music writings, time plays such a big role because it's all about the posts of the culture and the climate and um, how the content is being received at that moment. And mm-hmm. I think that with Lovecraft, the way that they are play that the way that that they are building on the blocks of uh racial injustice um the plight of african americans the white power um and then also introducing the um the um oppression of um genders you know genders or sexual preferences the way that they they build the show on that um, in 2020 is impeccable timing because where the climate of the the you know the United States is right now is though we are removed from 1950 time wise, a lot of things that has went on this year are very uh, reminiscent of. Um, the times of our our grandparents, you know, and so uh, we we've been able to see clearly how um, um, the racial injustice of America is prevalent, you know, with um, you know the the killings of unarmed African Americans um, to um, who our forty fifth president was, and mm. not just him, but he was a bunch of people who had to vote for him. So even if you take mm. him away, you still got a country full of the people who wanted to put him there, right? So because, and keep him there, and keep him there. <laughs> you feel me? So while we yeah. we we are on the brink of autonomous driving, and you know, um, you know, global delivery, and you know, um, streaming, and you know, 5G and, you know, all of this stuff that used to be in movies, technologically we're advancing, but then socially we're looking, you know, in some areas like back then, you know? So I think just the timing of Lovecraft right now, it it does hit on the same things, you know, protecting the black women, you know, um, um, safety for um, the trans community, you know, not even talk about rights, but just safety. Everybody should have the right to be safe, you know, and so right. they have, have safe spaces. Right, right, right. You know, so I, I mean, I just 
I, I just think it's just it's a it's a we're only four episodes in, but I think that the way that it's all coming together is just beautiful. Yeah, it's uh it's subversive, but I don't use that pejoratively. I mean it in the best possible way. Yeah. Like a lot of the expectations I might have come into this show with, um, it, you know, is it's thwarting my expectations, but. G- generally with positive results it's like oh oh mm-hmm. oh you know what i'm saying it's sort of like yeah man it's it's very timely and that was a nice little soliloquy by the way my man that was like almost that was like a ted talk when you <laughs> broke that down i don't think i can <laughs> i can't i can't do no you know man. i can't i can't add nothing better to that that was uh <laughs> look look i'm gonna be i'm gonna keep it g it's not even a shameless plug man i i've actually been you know we we fresh out of um uh, a book Black Wall Street by Hannibal Johnson mm-hmm. um and in the book he not only talks about the roots the riot but he also talks about regeneration and the renaissance surrounding you know Greenwood District in Tulsa Oklahoma so i've been buried in that and seeing how that time parallels this time it's just been having me going so that's why then with watching Lovecraft i feel like you know I I feel like it's independent studies. Like, you know, I feel like, you know, it's the history class we should have got. So man. yeah, man, it's 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 a lot to it's a lot to take in, but it's it's you know, it's powerful. I appreciate that though. So this episode overall, so it sounds like you you know, you like it. Oh, yeah. Else. Oh yeah. I'm rocking with it, bro. I like this episode. I did. Okay. I really did. What about you? Yeah, man, it was it was a very uh I'm I'm more of a horror guy, so some mm-hmm. of the pulpy Indiana Jones style adventure, I appreciate it because mm-hmm. normally people of color we don't see them in those type of spaces, mm-hmm. so it's you know that's enjoyable. It's just like oh okay, but you know, it was at the expense of horror. It wasn't very it was light on horror this week, right? You know, right? You know, right. you know, with this show, I was expecting it to be more horror centric, like a horror drama, right? Right? Uh, right? Right? And right? So, you know, that's my preference, but I, I, you know, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it. I mean, it, you know, it's enjoyable, and like I said, even on uh, this show's uh, even a, a average mediocre. And I, well, again, let me let me let me rephrase that because this this episode was by no means average or mediocre. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this show is is never never fails to entertain me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Despite like you know, I might have. Be on a high, like the first episode I love, the um, Holy Ghost I really, really love. But even the episodes that's like, you know, it's like, mm, you know, I may not have felt the uh, the narrative for that particular week, but I always enjoy, you know, the performances, the costuming, the production uh, design, just like all the elements of the show are always um, enjoyable for me. Right. Even right. if, you know, even if maybe the particular story for the week doesn't necessarily track with, with what I'm in the mood for. Right, right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, um, I have thoroughly enjoyed I think this, this is, you know, we're coming to the end of our little Redux, Redux yeah, editions, man. man. You know, if, you, if y'all enjoy listening to Corey um, break things down, you know, he can continue to Break down books and build up culture on the Literacy Kings podcast. Yeah. So I need to go check them out. Please do. And, uh, and, and sp- speaking of um, 
Black Wall Street in Tulsa. Um, I know y'all doing a series on that, so it's a very timely um, subject, right? To uh, and and a, and a good opportunity to segue. So you know, if, if you want if you want more details, there's gonna be a link in the show notes. Yes, um, about you know the things that went went on in, in, in Tulsa during the. Uh, 1921 Tulsa race massacre mm-hmm. and it was a massacre words are important mm-hmm. um oftentimes it'd been referred to as a race riot mm-hmm. but that does not really convey what happened and what occurred exactly uh and, and you you know exactly yeah man you can get a more scholarly breakdown of why it it is it was in fact a race massacre and not a race riot uh if, if you look at the source material and you check out Corey. And um, Jay with the NBA's Literacy Kings podcast. Yeah, um, please do, please do. And I, I'll give you a spoiler that why you should really check it out is because a lot of times um, it stops after the riot. But um, I have a rhetorical question: What happened after after the riot? You know, that's my my question. Hmm. What what happened after? Well, well, what did what did uh, the Greenwood District look like in the twenties, in the thirties, in the forties? Right. Um, I'll spoil it for you right now. Um, they came back. They built hmm. it again. They built it back. Hmm. Um, and we break that down because that part is not talking about the ultimate regeneration um, is, you know, embodied through uh, black people from um, centuries to centuries. You know what I mean? And when you really look at Black Wall Street, how they built something that had never been built before, it was burnt down, and then they built it back, and commentators would say that it even it, it was even um, bigger than it was before. Um, I mean, that's just powerful, man. That's, you know, what, what, this this is the beauty of art, right? Because it, it shines light. Like most, I don't know about you, but growing up, I didn't know anything about this. It nope. certainly wasn't taught about school, but even... You know, amongst you know family, peers, the community. This is not something. This is this is our history that literally they tried to erase. I never, I never it, heard of it, bro. I'm just like, you. And, 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 and imagine like some for some people, um, whether it be with last year's The Watchmen or where this show was going with it, mentioning like a lot of people will be discovering this this important. Um, historical incident for the first time. For and there were others. It, this didn't just happen in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There were other oh, yeah. uh, Black yeah. Wall Streets in various parts of the, in the country as well. Florida, was like that. Yeah, this Rosewood, is not the first time Florida, this has happened. 19, in 1923, Rosewood, Florida. And, and, and so it yeah. just... And Rosewood, I mean, Florida, they got reparations, uh, the descendants of the Rosewood, Oh, so Florida. we have a precedent for, for uh, actually receiving see reparations. See what I'm saying, bro? It's so, yeah, they, in form mm-hmm. of forms of scholarships, um, the descendants of the victims got uh, reparations um, in Rosewood, Florida. And, and, and what did the victims of Tulsa get? Uh, no, they got a day. They got a day. They got, they got a day where they was like, hey, all of these people that we um, lied on and muddied their name, uh, there was this one in specific, you know, it was a, a, a lawyer, a prominent, uh, respected lawyer who was uh, falsely accused um, and arrested and ended up having to flee um, for, uh, you know, because he was scared of uh, false imprisonment and possibly death, um, had to flee and start over. Um, it was a he was labeled a fugitive. 
um, hmm. for his entire life. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't give him too much. You, this is a teaser. Hey, bro, if y'all I want, forgot, if y'all want, you can, yeah. I forgot we were recording, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get, no, I'm saying, though, they, hey, if y'all want more, because this is compelling. We could, yeah. we, we, so we were almost going to give y'all a two for one. I forgot we nah. were Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if y'all want, if y'all want some more of this compelling, you know what I'm saying, content, you know, y'all need to go check them out, man. Yeah. Literacy Kings, they build down books and, and Breakdown books yeah. and build up culture, man. Straight I'm like that. You. Straight like that. That's hilarious, <laughs> man, bro. I forgot this mic was in front of me. I'm thinking we on the phone, bro. <laughs> you know, not long as we, we 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 making confessions, man. It's come to my attention that throughout the uh, course of this podcast, you know, a lot of people will say, uh, ah, you know, this sort of filler words. I, I've been, I'm told and that I say, um, you know, a lot. Oh man, I can't like, say nothing a lot, like that. A lot, a lot. Do you? I, so, I never. I didn't. I, so for the readers out there, hey, you can make a drinking drinking game of it. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, you can take a shot. You know, if you're adult, if you're of age, you know, every time you hear, you hear me say, you know, as uh, a filler but, word, but look, little, uh, and I just take a shot. But you'll look, probably be drunk five minutes into the episode because I, I listen to myself. I've said it a lot. But let me defend you, though, bro. <laughs> let me defend you. You from Houston? We from Houston? Yeah, and, H-Town. and and saying, no, I'm saying, no, I'm talking about. You yeah, know, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's like, the culture. That's that's our vernacular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just built in us, man. It's built in. Yeah, us. absolutely. And it really comes out, Corey. <laughs> you know, when I'm talking to a fellow Houstonian, right, it's like, right. whoa. <laughs> like I've had some people listen to podcast, like, whoa. Oh, your whole, your accent and everything changed. I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm talking, you know, like, this is, you know, my Houstonian, man. Yeah, this, this yeah, the homies. It, they, they'll, they'll bring it out to you. Like, I can be real <laughs> corporate and, you know, hey. and Got you know, to. Whole, you know, but boy, yeah, it, it, it comes out. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, dope. That's, that's, dope. that's a little bit behind the scenes. It's bonus content. <laughs> right, 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 right. This might get cut <laughs> y'all out. Are still on. It's like, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, hey, um, as always... Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, Corey, thank you so much, you know what I'm saying, for blessing uh, me and, and, and our listenership, man, with your wonderful insight and um, and your breakdowns. Thank you. And, uh, and thank all of the listeners, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. I'm glad y'all would like get them out of there after the first episode. Yeah. So I appreciate nah, it. absolutely not. So, um, so yeah, more if y'all wanna see more, hear more from Corey, Literacy Kings Podcast. Yeah. Um, not to worry. Uh I have another co-host that's gonna be filling in mm-hmm. uh, on a full-time basis, starting with episode number five. Mm-hmm. So um, don't go anywhere. Uh, and I wanna thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time for episode five. <laughs>